You are tuned to the Nahum Siegel Network on jmandtheam.org and nahumsegel.com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
morning, everyone. Welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. And today is May 8th, 2016, 30th day in the month of Nisan, 5776. It is Rosh Chodesh, ER, today and tomorrow. Today is Mother's Day here in the United States. And it is the 15th day in the counting of the Omer. If you forgot to count last night, please do so sometime today. And in uh, Daf Yomi, it's the 59th Daf of Kedushin. Outside our studios, it's 49 degrees and foggy and very overcast. It looks like it's going to rain any minute. The high today is expected to be 67 degrees and rain and going down to 48 and uh, clear tonight. In Jerusalem right now, it's 69 degrees, heading up to a high of 71 and then going down to 54 degrees. Hope you all had a nice Shabbos, a nice week, and we thank you for being here with us on JM Sunday. Getting back to regular programming, so to speak, and our regular schedule following the Pesach holiday, we're going to have morning chizuk at 7.30, and then at 8 o'clock, the return of our news from Israel in English with Hannah Julian is expected to take place. About 8.30, I'll be joined by two student leaders from Yeshiva University's Hackathon, which began last night and is continuing today. It's a 24-hour program. We'll find out how it's going, and we'll hear from two of the student leaders who have been involved in setting that up and running today's program. So we look forward to that. We'll find out what a hackathon is and uh, and what, uh, what things are being uh, invented today. And uh, we'll find all that out at about 8.30 this morning. And we'll play a lot of music in between, so... Happy Mother's Day to all the uh, the mothers out there. Every day, of course, is Mother's Day, but here in the United States, they make a special day. And uh, we wish all mothers a happy Mother's Day, of course. We're going to go to the music and uh, give you some, hopefully, enjoyment uh, from that, and then we'll have morning physics at 7.30. It's 7.07 Eastern Time here on uh, the... Nachum Siegel Network on JM Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this morning. Here is, uh, what do we have? Al-Chomotayach, uh, right here on JM Sunday.
Sunday from AKA Pella a couple of years back. And before that, we heard Bitachon. Uh, we also heard from Chaim Blumenfeld. Pimenta. It's nice to hear that. Yehuda Katz. And uh, we opened up with Achim here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for joining me this morning. It is uh, out here. Outside of our studios, it's dark. It's going to rain. And it's uh, only about 50 degrees, and it's also foggy. Going up to a high of 67 degrees and rain. Maybe sun peeking out this afternoon. That's what we're told, but I'm I'm just not so sure about that. So we'll see. Going down to 48 degrees and uh, cloudy tonight. In Jerusalem, it's 69 degrees. Going up to a high of 71 and uh, going down to a low later of 54 degrees. We're going to go right now to morning chizuk. Uh, don't forget that uh, at 8 o'clock is the news from Israel, 
And at 8.30, I'll be joined by student leaders from Yeshiva University's second annual hackathon. We'll hear all about that. It began last night at 10 o'clock and goes until 10 p.m. tonight. We'll hear all about that coming up in the second hour of our show. Uh, right now, at this time, each and every Sunday through uh, Thursday morning, we present to you Rabbi David Goldwasser, Rabbi Goldwasser's words, L'zecha Nishmas, Rabbi Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and Esther Bas, Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Every Rosh Chodesh, we are inspired to reach new heights. The Torah tells us, Vayachal Noyach Isha Adama, Noyach, the man of the earth, disgraced himself and planted a vineyard. The great Goin in Rosh Hashiva, Haravaran Kotler, explains that this pasuk is difficult to understand. Noyach is referred to as an Isht Tzadik, and all of the world's creations were saved in the merit of his righteousness. Noyach gathered together all the animals, brought them into the Teva. He cared for them throughout their stay. As a matter of fact, he and his family spent many sleepless nights tending to the needs of the animals. Now, because of a slight infraction, where Noyach concerned himself with the planting of a vineyard, he became the Ishadama, the man of the earth. The harvest of the vineyard would ultimately be needed for the Nesachim, the libations for the Korbanos. We know that Noyach learned Torah. He was knowledgeable about these laws, just as he knew how to distinguish between the animals that were Tahar and those that were Tame, unclean. Why did this simple act of planting a vineyard mark him as an Isha Adama, a man of the earth? The Rosh Hashiva explains that this act signified an interruption in his Aliyah in Kedusha, his ascent into holiness. He was no longer ascending the levels. His attention became diverted to a material desire. Even if it might have been initiated L'Shem Shamayim, purely for the sake of heaven, that inclination diminished the level of his entire Avoida. Rabaran clarifies this concept with the example of one who learns Torah diligently for each day for 18 hours. Every minute of those 18 hours is calculated in the category of an Avoida that is unique to an 18-hour-a-day study of Torah. If this individual will study Torah for only 10 hours one day, not only will there be an actual decrease in the amount of hours devoted to Torah learning, but the essence of his avayda, his service of Hashem, will be diminished. His Kabbalah's old Torah, the acceptance of the yoke of Torah, will be of an entirely different genre. This is stated in Chagiga. One who reviews his learning 100 times is not at all comparable to one who reviews his learning 101 times. Although Noyach remained in the purview of a prophet, his words about the future generations were divine and they were recorded in the Torah. Nevertheless, there is a schism between the Ish Tzadik that he was initially and the Ish Adama that he became after he planted the vineyard. We say in the Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, Zaman Kapara Lechol Toidosom You have given your people a time of atonement for all of their offspring. May we use the opportunity of Rosh Chodesh and live a life of spiritual striving. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a good Chodesh. 
Ah! Uh-huh. 
Dose from uh, Kol Zimra. It is 8.01 in the morning here on a JM Sunday. Mataswan guest with you on this Rosh Chodesh ER morning, 30th of Nisan, 8th of May. Mother's Day here in the United States and the 15th day in the counting of the Omer. It is uh, time for our news from Israel.
after a uh, hiatus for the holiday of Pesach. Hannah Julian, Middle East news analyst and senior correspondent at JewishPress.com, joins us, joins us again, as she does every Sunday morning, to bring us up to date on the latest happenings in the state of Israel. Good morning, Hannah Julian. Good morning, Mathis. <laughs> Nadav Argaman begins his tenure today as head of the Israel Security Agency, better known as the Shin Bet. Bargaman is replacing Yoram Cohen, who officially leaves the Domestic Intelligence Agency at the end of this month. Until this point, he was the deputy head of the Shin Bet, but he has spent decades at the agency, and he officially starts his job today. The head of the outlawed northern branch of the Islamic movement went to jail today. Sheikh Raid Salah began his nine-month prison term at a jail near Beersheba, he was convicted last October on charges of incitement into violence and racism after a sermon in which he encouraged worshippers to attack Israelis. He was sentenced to 11 months in prison, but in April his lawyers sealed that conviction. He lost the case, but won a two-month reduction in the sentence. It's a little bit like bargaining in the old city. Israeli farmers were allowed to return to their fields near the Gaza border today, Security officials say they don't believe Hamas is looking for an escalation in tensions with Israel. They believe it was a smaller terrorist organization that fired rockets at southern Jewish communities this weekend. The IDF is still continuing, however, to search for terror attack tunnels along the security fence. Since the start of IDF operations along the Gaza border, there are two cross-border tunnels leading from Gaza into Israeli territory. Israeli high school students are allowing most of their fellow students to go back to their classrooms, but not all. They're continuing their walkout in five cities a day as a protest against the strike by driver's ed examiners. The strike by driving examiners means the kids can't get their driving licenses, even when they finish their courses on time. They're also protesting a job action by secondary school teachers, which has resulted in canceled field trips and extracurricular activities like after-school programs. That work slowdown is taking place as part of a negotiation process with the Ministry of Education. Students are rotating their strike around the country, so they won't have to miss their preparation classes. <laughs> Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has made the list of the 10 most admired men in the United States. The poll was carried out by the British-based YouGov survey company. It showed that Netanyahu's standing in America is even ahead of former President Bill Clinton. Israel's prime minister came in just behind the Dalai Lama. President Barack Obama topped the list. Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders came in as number six. He was the most popular American Jew. And on that cheery note, let's take a quick look at the weather. It's really a gorgeous day today. Bright, sunny skies here in Israel with seasonable temperatures in the mid-70s to the low 80s. A few clouds in the sky tomorrow, a bit warmer. Fair weather on Tuesday and Wednesday, a little bit cooler. Really, the whole week just looks like one big barbecue. Have a great week, everyone, and a good month ahead. Hi, this Tov. I'm Hannah Julian for JM Sunday. That's our news from Israel. Thanks, Hannah Julian. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday, exclusively on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's 8.05 in the morning Eastern Time here uh, 
here on a, a dreary day right now out of our studios. It's supposed to rain today, going up to a high of uh, 67 degrees and then going back down to 48 degrees overnight. But as uh, Hannah just said, in Jerusalem, it is beautiful and it's going to continue to be that way all week. We were actually we are actually here, supposed to get nice weather. Uh, it might be sunny later today. We'll see. Uh, but tomorrow, starting tomorrow, it's supposed to be in the low 70s for the next couple of days, a few days at least. So that's something to look forward to. Coming up at 8.30, I'll be discussing uh, Yeshiva University's 24-hour hackathon, which began last night. It is an event that uh, is uh, promotes uh, promotes activism by bringing together hundreds of local high school and university students to uh, they basically collaborate on original technology products uh, could be games could be robots uh, could be any inventions that could benefit jewish communities so we'll talk to some of the student leaders uh, of that program coming up at 8 30 till then uh, more music right here and it is rosh Kodesh, so it is appropriate to play yehi hakodesh for mayor sherman right here on jm sunday
Break of Dawn, Nagila, here on JM Sunday. We'll uh, possibly get to the rest of that later on, but uh, if not, then uh, we'll catch it another week. It is 8.30 in the morning here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks for joining me here this morning. It is the eighth day in the month of May, 2016, 30th of Nissan, Rosh Chodesh Iyar, Mother's Day here in the United States, and the 15th day in the counting of the Omer. If you are studying Dafyomi, then you're on Kedushin Daf 59. It gives me great pleasure to uh, introduce and uh, have him join us on the air, Aaron Landy and Elisheva Rabinovich, student organizers of Yeshiva University's second annual hackathon. Good morning, Aaron and Elisheva. Uh, good morning, Master. Good morning. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Uh, as I asked you off the air, since this program started uh, last night at 10 o'clock and it's a 24-hour program, I don't suppose you've had any sleep yet. 
not at all. <laughs> but lots and lots of coffee. So we're, we're going strong over here. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, what is a hackathon? So a hackathon is a 24-hour event where any student can come in and build an app, website, robot, uh, with experienced mentors on campus from Google, Facebook. And uh, the point is, is someone comes in, comes in with an idea, and he leaves with a prototype of that idea, an actual physical product. So in the 24-hour period, a, a, a thought or something that's implemented will be accomplished and pretty much finished. Absolutely. Yeah, people are hoping to leave this with working apps and working websites and a lot of skills. And the way we promote it is... Uh, Come in. We we care of all the food. Uh, we have different like mini events during the hackathon. Like we have drone racing tournaments. Uh, we have uh, yeah. Oh, and therefore uh, we just create an environment that is uh, very uh, easy for anyone to create and build like whatever they can imagine to build. And we promote students of uh, like uh, connecting, networking, uh, finding each other to join teams. And uh, we give prizes. In fact, this year we're giving uh, hoverboards, Amazon Fire tablets, to like the top teams that build like uh, the most presentable product. Wow, that's amazing! Now, this is the second annual one, as we mentioned, and you bring together schools from uh, the area. How many different schools, high schools, are, part- are participating in this this year? Uh, so right now we have uh, MCA uh, participating. And Central, we also have Central girls here. Yeah. Uh, originally, we had uh, like around five, six high schools listed uh, from TBC, SAR, a lot of the Jewish high schools. But unfortunately, last minute, we uh, uh, had to cancel uh, minors from coming to the event just because of legal issues. We're hoping next year we're going to have minors at the event. Ah, okay. Patients from a few different colleges around the New York area. We even have some people who came down from Vermont, which was pretty cool for us. So we definitely have a nice range of students. Here. Well, absolutely. How many people are participating altogether, including the mentors and uh, faculty? Yeah, so we have uh, 150. Wow. Yeah. That is phenomenal, and uh, it's been going strong. What has happened overnight? Any uh, brainstorms? Anything that you've you've seen out there that's like, wow, this is this is something potential to be really great. Um. Yeah. Actually, the most exciting ones by a group of high school kids, and they're working on creating an app. To work maybe with Tonkai Savis or with some sort of delivery service to help bring food around for people that need it. So that one definitely looks very promising. They've been working very hard on it. There also is a really great app for, for splitting up to Hillen names and then being able to receive to Hillen names. The theme of our hackathon this year is Jewish activism. And so we've really seen different teams take this on and really do great things. Amazing. Uh, Yeshiva University, of course, is uh, sponsoring this and is always coming up with innovative ideas uh, for students and the community. Now, you're having this hackathon, which began last night, uh, after Shabbos, because, as I understand, most hackathons that take place according uh, around college campuses take place on the weekend beginning, let's say, Friday night or so and go for 24 to 48 hours, and people in the uh, in the Jewish community can't really participate in that. So you guys came up with the idea of doing it right after Shabbos to bring together these 150 people. Yeah, it's actually really great. So we had this event last year, and since then a few colleges around have started doing Shabbos-friendly hackathons. So there's different Hillels have been running it, different organizations. So we're really glad to see that people are getting excited by this and trying to, to make their own. It's amazing. Aaron Landy and Elisheva Rabinovich is, are my guests. 
uh, this morning, coordinators of the Yeshiva University Second Annual Hackathon. You know, when most people hear the word uh, hackathon and and the word hacking together with computers, most people think of the definition of hacking as uh, maliciously trying to get into a, uh, a software or, get, or into a website uh, to do damage. But really, the the true meaning of hacking uh, would be uh, more like somebody who is uh, a clever programmer or maybe doing some rough programming, like you said, using uh, some apps for coding as opposed to really getting into the languages. So do you do you find that people are saying, like, wait, why, why are you running a hackathon? Because they don't realize the true meaning of it. Oh, yeah, all the time. In fact, like every single day in the past month, uh, we've heard that question. And uh, <laughs> what we usually tell them is uh, hacking or, or just hackathons in general have nothing to do with programming. Right. Programming is one application. Someone uh, came to me with an idea of attaching a, a battery to a yarmulke, and then so you could stick your phone, uh, like your, your your phone charger, into that battery anytime you want to charge your phone. And all that took is uh, is putting a battery and then stitching it to your yarmulke, and that is something that we consider something you could build at a hackathon. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a very interesting idea, but what kind of battery? Could fit onto a yarmulke. Oh, so you could have really thin lithium-ion batteries. So we have a hardware table full of uh, anything you can imagine for like for just building things. Uh, any different kind of sensor. You have like a very small thin battery that you could just attach to the top of the yarmulke and add a little weight to it. And we have hardware mentors to help uh, uh, you just to help anyone build whatever they can imagine. Wow. Uh, I guess you could also have it set up to some LED lights, and you could use it if you're jogging at night or bicycling at night, and it can light up. <laughs> That's an amazing idea. You should definitely come to the next hackathon <laughs> and try to work on that. Sure. That's amazing. Uh, but that, that is phenomenal. Now, uh, from uh, were, you in, were you two involved in last year's program also? I was. I was actually a participant, and so uh-huh. I was very excited to get on board as an organ. Okay, so uh, let me ask you this, Elisheva. Um, based on last year's experience and what you're doing for this year, and since you're having, you have representatives from different companies involved here also, what's the follow-up? Like, for instance, after last year, what was the follow-up, if any, during the year from the people who uh, came up with some ideas or, you know, to promote them, and what do you plan on doing after this year's hackathon? So after last year's hackathon, I mean, we definitely stayed in touch a little bit, but it was we definitely grew a lot. So we're a lot bigger. So there was some carryover, but really there was a lot of new work done on this hackathon. And in terms of next year, we're hoping that everyone's projects really continue. So we'll hopefully be in touch with them about making sure they succeed and making sure they get out there. And, yeah, and then we just hope they come back for the next one. Yeah. Uh, a big proponent of this hackathon was spreading, uh, like, hackathon awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a lot of universities, uh, hackathons are becoming very popular because it, uh, like, it teaches students, like, the engineering skills to, like, get practical jobs in, like, uh, computer-related fields. So uh, one of our biggest accomplishments this semester was uh, getting most of the campus aware of just what a hackathon is. And uh, even if some can't participate, uh, we had, like, tons of people drop by just to see like what's going on and just stay for half an hour. Sure, ab- absolutely. Uh, out of curiosity, are both of you majoring in some form of computer science or programming? Um, I'm actually majoring in philosophy. <laughs> okay. But I have a minor in computer science. Okay. And Aaron? 
Uh, majoring in engineering. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. in computer science. Excellent, excellent choices, both uh, both of you. Now, Elisheva, if I'm correct, you're the president of the uh, Barron's Campus Computer Science Society. Is that something relatively new? It is. We started last year. Um, we didn't have a major back then at Stern, but since then, we've gotten a major, and the department has really blossomed, and it's been a lot of fun because we started off just a few girls getting together, trying to work on things, and now we have dozens of members and we have lots of panels and lots of speakers come in and it's, it's a lot of fun. Aaron, is there a uh, comparable computer science society up on the Wolf campus? There is. Uh, why you hackers? Of course. <laughs> that, that, I'm sure that would take a lot of explaining to anybody that's going to try to get it. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even click on that. I have to tell you honestly, I wouldn't even click on that link because I'd be afraid that I'd be hacked right away. <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe why you hackers know it's not dangerous. Don't worry about it as a tagline. Um, but that's phenomenal. Now, what is the state of... Uh, computer science, uh, you said there's a, a major now. What is the state of computer science study at Yeshiva University? Uh, because I would think that anyone who wants to go into a field where um, they, of course, have to use their intellect and abilities and yet can go into probably a, a Shabbos-friendly field would want to go into computer science. There's definitely been a lot of growing interest because, I mean, not just Shabbos-friendly Jews, but really everyone in the world is learning that this is a really great field to go into now. There are a lot of jobs, like you said, it's good hours. It's a lot of fun also. It happens to be a very fun and creative field. So there's definitely, especially here at University, a real growing interest in it. And the university is answering to that and really adding more classes. And like I said before, they made a major and the clubs are really building up. So I think that's yeah, it's definitely growing like tremendously. And we really feel that at the hackathon here that there were people that came in and some of them are graduating now and they've never done much and they said, we want to learn this. Maybe this is something we want to look mm -hmm. into in the future. And so we were able to sit with them and show them the basics and now hopefully they'll take that and they'll continue on their own. Yeah. Right. If you walk around the YU campus, you talk to anyone, you, you just ask them, like, what's your app idea? Everyone has an app idea over here. Wow. <laughs> Uh, you see more and more people going out like by themselves just to learn how to build it and then become computer science majors as a result. Amazing. Uh, the uh, the program is taking place today. It can some, can anybody come and just like uh, pop in, like you said, and visit and just see what's going on? Uh, absolutely. Where is it, it taking place exactly? In the Heist Lounge, the YU Library, first floor. Okay. All right. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you for... Um, finding out information about this year's hackathon, you know, what went on, and for the future. What's the best way of contacting each of you or the program? We have a, a Gmail, which is... Yuhackathon at gmail.com, as well as a website, reinventyu.com. And we have a Facebook page. So really, we're available to any of these. If anyone's also interested in maybe providing funding for any of the projects that were... Yeah. Then we're also open to that. Also sponsorship for next season, Pakistan. Great. Do you have a time planned, or will it be around this time after Pesach next year? Uh, we're hoping right now to do it next semester. Uh, we, we think the hackathon is extremely vital to the, uh, to, to the students at the university. That It's so vital that like, the hackathons make such an impact on, people's, uh, on students' lives that we want to make this a reoccurring semesterly event. Wow, that's amazing, and especially since you said you want to involve uh, high school students from other places uh, in that way, you, you know, you probably could have one just just for them. 
yeah, uh, yes. Uh, in fact, like uh, high school hackathons are springing up everywhere. Really? Uh, they, they, huh. All the Jewish high schools need to get on board very fast. Wow, beautiful. Aaron Landy, Elisheva Rabinovich, thank you so much for joining me here this morning. Good luck on the program. It ends at about uh, 10 o'clock tonight, and I'm sure that everybody will be uh, fast asleep at around 10.01. Uh, yeah. And again, we wish you a lot of success, and let us know how it turns out. Thank you very much. Thanks, You're welcome. You. Take care. It is uh, 8.43 in the morning here on JM Sunday. My thanks to uh, Aaron Landy and Elisheva Rabinovich, student organizers of Yeshiva University's second annual hackathon taking place right now. started last night at 10 o'clock, and it's continuing until uh, 10 p.m. tonight. It's an amazing concept and an amazing event. So anybody who wants to pop in, go to the Yeshiva University library, and you can uh, see what's going on over there. I imagine it's very exciting. Looking at some of the pictures from last year, it seems uh, it seems great. Like I think Aaron mentioned that they have tables of all different hardware people can design things hands-on and, uh, and do coding and programming. So it's really uh, great to uh, to see that happening, and I'm glad that uh, it's being run and it's so successful. We're gonna go back. We're going to go back to the music right now, and I think we want to hear from. Uh, Shlomo Katz. This is from his Live in Melbourne album. Yismahu is the name of the song. Thanks for joining me here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shalom. Good evening, friends. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Really warms our hearts to see so many beautiful faces, new and old. So let's have a lot of real holy fun tonight. I can't think, think of a better term for that. At least that's that's what we're having up here. So, we need your help for this one.
with Yisrael B'Tach B'Hashem wrapping up the show here on a uh, Sunday morning. Thanks to uh, 
My guest this morning, Aaron Landy and Elisheva Rabinovich from the uh, YU Hackathon. That's going on today until 10 o'clock. Stop by the uh, Yeshiva University Library if you are able to and see what's going on there. I'm sure it's going to be very exciting throughout the day. My thanks to everyone for joining me this morning. Uh, we are uh, going to be ending up in just a few seconds with Hatikva, as we always do, and then great programming continues all day long with encore presentations of uh, various shows and a great music mix. Tomorrow morning, Nachum will be back bright and early, 6 a.m. on JM and the AM, and then uh, that's followed on the stream exclusively by the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>